The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome everybody to the Sisters Grim Podcast. I am Holly Freeberg and with me is Morgan Freeberg. Oh, I was going to say my own name. Tough. You were going to be like, say my name, say my name. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I would like to point out that we failed to acknowledge that we had our two-year um, anniversary for the podcast. I mean, no one else cares, so that's why like, should we? And that's like, like when uh, really stressed out people forget their birthdays. Uh, can't relate. I'm way too self-centered. Oh, cute. Aww. So, so we are continuing <clears throat> across these great states of ours, um, full of killers, and full we of murder are in America, New Jersey, well, New Jersey, the Garden State. And unfortunately, our dog isn't here. Uh dog isn't here. Why does that? I really oh, miss our dog. dog. I really miss my dog. I miss our dogs. I miss my mom. Um, New Jersey's cool because, like, we have the Jersey Shore, which, like. Let's be real, I was obsessed with that fucking show. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's something that New Jersey loves to be known for. Well, they are. That's very sad for them. Or they could be known for murder. It's also, or they could be known for murder. Even though I will say, like, because when I do the state killers, the way that I find them is I just pick a random letter on Murderpedia, and then it'll say, like, all the different places that things happened. New Jersey wasn't as, like, in there as some of the other ones, well, like I mean, Illinois. Yeah. Well, I and mean, Missouri. Like, Missouri. Uh, New Jersey is, like, kind of little. Yeah, it's kind of It's really small. cute. It's, like, kind of, like, it's like if Illinois had, like, um, a triangle taken out of it. Totally. It's, like, weird, and it's, like, on the water, and it's cool, and we love our New Jerseyan. I'm thinking listeners. It's basically like what couldn't fit in New York. They're like, let's <laughs> shove it over here. Yeah. This is good, right? Hey guys, and it wasn't. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, a lot of people shit on New Jersey, and that's not what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be shitting on the serial or on the killers from New Jersey. Yeah, most of mine were not serial killers. Actually, all of mine were not serial killers. Only one of mine was a serial killer, cool. and it's who I'm gonna start with. Yeah, yeah. And some of you may have heard of him before. His name is Charles Edmund Cullen. And Edmund Cullen, I kept calling him Edward Cullen. Well, we're still <laughs> recording on top of the third Twilight book eclipse. Yeah, no, this is our new podcast setup. No, this is our studio. I don't mind it. Your bed, a um, box, an old shoe box. From Target. And the book eclipse. Work. Um... So, uh, he was born in 1960 and went to college at the Mountainside Hospital School of Nursing in Montclair, New Jersey. He graduated in 1987 and started working at St. Barnabas 
Medical Center in Livingston. On June 11th, 1988, he administered a lethal dose of medication to a patient, killing them. And he killed several more at St. Barnabas, usually by overdosing them with medication that he would put into their IV bags or just straight up, like, give them a shot with Mm. a syringe. Damn. Yeah. In January of 1992, hospital authorities began investigating the string of mysterious deaths and found that the IV bags had been tampered with, and it was determined that Cullen was the culprit for dozens of deaths at the hospital. But Cullen just left the hospital and took a job at another hospital, Warren Hospital, which is in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Hmm. Uh, where he killed three elderly women by giving them overdoses of heart medication. And his last victim... At what a the, dick. Yeah, at the Warren Hospital, told her family that Cullen was a sneaky nurse and had been injecting her at night when she was sleeping, but they dismissed her because she wow. was old. Ugh. And, like, they were like, no, Nana, you're fine. Which, like, I get. Yeah, and she ended up dying. Ugh. Poor lady. Yeah. Um, in 1993, a 91-year-old cancer patient reported that Cullen, who was not even her assigned nurse, had come into her room and injected her uh, with a needle, and she died the next day. Wow. And her son said that his mother's death did not happen naturally because she wasn't, like, um, what word am I thinking of? She wasn't... Um, Ailing? Um, blah, what word am I fucking thinking of? She wasn't, like, going to die, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> sure. Well, I, uh, I can't, honestly, the word is, I'm going to say it later, so. Okay. Any who's a little. Um, and, uh, yeah, he wasn't her assigned nurse, and the son uh, didn't believe it, and the hospital gave Cullen a lie detector test, which he was able to pass, because, as we all know, psychopaths and sociopaths mm-hmm. are really good. Um, he left Warren Hospital in 1993 and began working in the ICU and cardiac uh, unit of Hunterdon Medical Center in Flemington, New Jersey. Colin claims he didn't hurt anyone there the first two years, but the hospital records during that time period had been destroyed Wow! by the time of his arrest, so his ass was probably lying. Yeah. But we do know that he killed five patients between January and September in 1996, again by overdosing them. Then he moved to Morristown Memorial Hospital, but was Whoa. fired because of his shitty... Wait, was Morristown in Morris County? Because um, that's where some, one of my murders takes place. I don't know, because he also um, went over to Philadelphia, or to Pennsylvania for a little bit. Interesting. Um, because So in 98, he was hired at the Liberty Nursing and Rehab Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where he staffed a ward of respirator-dependent patients. Hmm. Colin gave patients drugs at unscheduled times and was fired after being caught entering a patient's room with a handful of syringes. Whoa. After leaving Liberty, he started working at Easton Hospital. Jesus, in how does this guy keep getting hired? So <laughs> I'll read this part first. So, like, you might be wondering why does this guy keep getting jobs? <laughs> and it's because it was during this time uh, in our nation where there was a shortage of nurses, mm. and there was also no reporting system in what place. What time? What what years is this? I mean, he's, this is the nineties, just all throughout the nineties. Okay. Yeah, and so there was. Um, no reporting system in place at the time to identify nurses who'd had problems at previous hospitals 
and um, they were concerned with liability. Mm -hmm. They were unwilling to take any sort of legal action against him on the off chance they were wrong. But, like, obviously, they fucking hella weren't. Right. Um, Don't be afraid to say something, guys. Yeah. It's okay to be a whistleblower sometimes. Sometimes. But Um, also, don't be a fucking snitch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, also snitches get... Stitches, yeah. I don't know. It's a hard... It's a catch-22. Yeah. So, um, at Easton Hospital in Pennsylvania, he murdered a patient, um, again, with heart medication, and an autopsy showed lethal amounts of heart medication in the person's blood, and the hospital started an internal investigation, but it ended up inconclusive. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, he just fucking somehow kept getting jobs at hospitals, and he found himself a job in Allentown at Lehigh Valley Hospital, where he murdered one patient and attempted to kill another, and a month later, he voluntarily resigned from the hospital and took a job at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem. So anytime he got, like, a little hot and, like, people started, like, questioning, he would just move. Basically, yeah. Um, Within uh, a three-year span at St. Luke's, Cullen killed five patients and attempted to kill two more. I should also mention that Cullen was severely mentally unstable. Right. Uh, He was in and out of psychiatric facilities, and he had attempted to kill himself multiple times. So Mm. he was not, like, he obviously was very mentally unstable. Um, No one at St. Luke's... Luke's rather suspected Colin of murder until a co-worker found vials of medication in a garbage can and she was curious because they weren't drugs that could be sold like recreationally mm-hmm. like so that you could get money for them and an investigation found that Cullen had taken the medication he was offered a deal from the facility to either resign and be recommended to another hospital or just be fired um, so he resigned in 20, uh, 2002 rather and seven of his coworkers at St. Luke's alerted the Lehigh County District Attorney about Cullen and how they thought he was killing patients by giving them lethal doses of medication, but it was never looked into because of lack of evidence. Whoa. Later that year, Cullen got a job at Somerset Medical Center in Somerville, New Jersey, and he killed around 13 people, again, uh, using heart medication, and he would use insulin, and he used epinephrine, which is basically EpiPens. So, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous how many hospitals this guy fucking got jobs at. Yeah. Um, the hospital, this hospital, rather, Somerset, started noticing clues indicating Cullen was up to something fishy. The hospital's computer system showed that Cullen had been accessing medical records of patients he wasn't assigned to. Mm. And the hospital's computerized drug dispensing cabinet showed that it was requesting medications that had already been prescribed and given to patients. And okay, they, so maybe the internet was just now finally starting to get, like, good. <laughs> well, I mean, this was 2002-ish. Mm, so so I mean, in the 90s, not so great. Now that it's 2002, they're like, mm. Well, yeah, no, I mean, like, when you go to, like, um, pharmacies have time-sensitive, um, like, uh, like their narcotics or their, uh, like, uh, what are they called? Um, Controlled substance medications yeah. are all, like, in, like, time safe. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, and so, like, all of these requests were being made for more medicine, and they were all from Cullen, and so mm. they were denied. In July of 2003, the executive director of the New Jersey Poison <laughs> Information and Education System warned Somerset officials that at least four suspicious overdoses indicated that an employee was responsible for killing patients, 
but the hospital delayed contacting the police until October. And by then, Kellen had killed another five people. Holy shit. When How pa- many people... Do you have a grand total at the end? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, when a patient at Somerset died of low blood sugar in October, the hospital alerted New Jersey State Police, who were fucking pissed at this hospital that they had failed to report a non-fatal insulin overdose that had been administered by Cullen back in August. Wow. And he was in, um, and they just fired him for lying on his job application. So he didn't only kill old people. He killed mostly, so he worked mostly in cardiac um, wards, uh, burn units, Mm. um, ICUs, um, and then like in that respiratory, respiratory, Respiratory. Respiratory, whatever it is, uh, dependent. So kind of like people who, you know, are a little, probably a little older. Right, and probably have like a higher risk. Yes, but not all of them were like, you know, going to die. Like some of them were like on the up and up. Um, So a nurse that was from Somerset began working with the police after being alarmed about Cullen's records of accessing drugs that had been linked to the desk at the hospital, and she agreed to meet up with Cullen and wear a wire, and from this they were Ooh. able to produce enough evidence against Cullen and arrest him. So he admitted to it? To her. Why to her? Maybe she was, I don't know, she got it out of him, nice. I guess. They didn't, I didn't read how she, uh, co- or she, how she got it out of him, but he seemed like kind of a, probably a narcissist and maybe... Yeah. He like she was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> how you kill them hey. people? Um, when confessing, Colin said that he overdosed patients in order to spare them from pain and end their suffering. Hmm. But many of his victims—this was the word I was trying to think of earlier—were not terminal. Yes, terminal. And they were, in fact, patients who were recovering, and wow. all of a sudden, was they would just die. Damn. And they're like, hmm. Um, huh. He said he wanted to end his patient's suffering, but the medications he used to overdose them caused them to die in a lot more pain than if he had used painkillers. Right. Yeah. And Cullen insisted he was innocent until the police showed him all of the records from the hospitals where he'd killed people, and he was like, uh, oh yeah, 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 no, that was me. Um. And then he he finally admitted it. Yeah. Um. He was, I mean, the reason the reason we know of the number that we know is because he confessed to these. Okay. He was convicted with 18 of his 35 confirmed murders, but people are 99.99% sure that his kills Over had 100. to be in the hundreds. Yeah. Like, no doubt. Mm-hmm. There definitely had to be. Um and he was given 18 uh, consecutive life sentences. And wow. he will be up for parole in the year 2403. Huh. So unless he's a vampire, I don't think he's getting out soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, prompted, by, uh, prompted by the Cullen case, several precautions and laws were put into place so that nothing like this could happen as easily as it was committed by Cullen. Um, That's good that they, you know, changed yeah, like stuff. it, yeah, they like did a lot to Looking make at a it. Picture of him. Um, also, if you want to learn more about Cullen, I suggest reading the book *The Good Nurse* by Charles Graber, and I found out today that it is being turned into a movie. So that should be good. Yeah, he's he's a, horrifying. I know, right? Just imagine if that motherfucker was your nurse, and then also that motherfucker's your nurse, and he like killed, trying to kill you. 
Like, that's Honestly. not what I want to see if I'm in Ooh. the intensive care unit. No, girl. He's gross. Yeah, we don't, like, like him. And he's, like, he's still alive. And the guy who wrote this book, like, was, like, t- talked to him a right. lot. And he said that he was, like... Did you read the book? Um, no, it is on my reading list, though. Nice. But, yeah, he also had, like, he had a wife and kids, but... And There's I guess, a movie like, about him called Angel of Death, and the guy looks exactly like him. Like, yeah. is that not him playing himself? Probably. They, they were like, um, I'm sorry, we couldn't find any actors that look like you. Can you just be you? Really quick, can you, like, come out of jail, be you, get good at acting, even and though then, not like, that good? Because, honestly, I think it was a Lifetime movie. Probably. <laughs> well, yeah, no, there is already one Damn. movie out about him, and it's, like, a TV movie, but this right, one made is... For TV. Like new, so like who knows who Whoa. will play Edward Edmund Cullen? Maybe oh my it'll God. be like maybe him again. Maybe it'll be Edward. Maybe it'll be fucking Robert Pattinson. I hope they have some uh, no no. Um, okay, so no. shall I go with my next killer? Yeah. So uh, I waited to tell you when you asked who my killers were because all of them are women. Hell yeah! Because I'm in a very fuck men kind of mood to right now. So okay. So I'm gonna start with so my, you're into. My, First lady. So ladies. I'm into horrible people, apparently. I'm into bad women lately because I can't stop watching Bad Girls Club. And uh, It's kind of weird, though. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be like, hell yeah, women who kill. And well, no. Like, and in all of these cases, it was who, not like, like a still think great the situation. It was like a not so great situation. Yeah, like, so fuck. we're going to start with uh, my first lady. So on uh, August 26th of 2000, in a quiet town of Chatham, Township, New Jersey, police received a call from Kathleen Hagen saying that her parents, Adela Hagen, who was 92, and James Hagen, who was 86, had died. Now, you might be thinking, oh, well, they're old. They old. <laughs> Maybe they died of old age. But at the same time... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Wow, Morgan, is this an episode of Law & Order? Just a VU? Dun, dun, this is my episode. I don't know. Um, so the Morris County Medical Examiner determined that they had both been asphyxiated to death. He also came to the conclusion that when they, or, or like, or like smothered, just like you can't breathe. So that's how you die. So like not being able to breathe. Um, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Not cool, but okay. Cause like, I guess drowning is technically asphyxiation just in the water. Yeah. But then you get get water in your lungs rather than nothing in your lungs. Right. But I think... Um, and I don't know if I'm correct, but I believe that uh, on a coroner's report, I think drowning is like what they go by. I don't yeah, know I if think it's you're asphyxiation, right. But I mean, that is technically. I think it's asphyxiation, asphyxiation by water, drowning, probably. But honestly, I don't know. Cool. So when they got there, they also came to the conclusion that the couple had been dead for at least three to seven days Ew. by the time they got there. Ew. There to greet them was their daughter Kathleen, who called the police. Uh, the police said that it looked like Kathleen had been wearing the same nightgown for a couple days in a row based on how it looked. Honestly, And same. that she was extremely upset. Uh, Kathleen went to Harvard Medical School. So I guess this theme is not only New Jersey, but people hey, who doctors. were in the medical hey, field. Meds. Hey, meds. Um, and she, was, she actually became the first ever female appointed resident in urology at the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. She was later appointed chief of urology at the Rutgers Medical School in New Jersey. Kathleen. Shout out Rutgers. Yeah. Kathleen had only a month previous moved back home to take care of her parents, whose health were ailing. She was at the time living in the Virgin Islands with her second husband, and they actually ran an inn. So she was no longer doing, like, 
medical things at this point. Oh, so this that's is like such 2000. a transition. Yeah, we'll get to so that. Like, okay. So James Hagen, her father, was like myself, an optician. Cute. And so that's kind of where she got like her wanting to be a doctor, doctor. was being around like all like the. Uh, the doctors. Yeah, I had that pipe dream for a little bit, and right. then I was like, oh, fuck school. So she was, like, an extremely, like, amazing doctor and was, like, doing really well, and then she moved. Um, and all of her neighbors, family, and friends said that Kathleen was a devoted daughter and that she loved her parents very much. Okay. However, Kathleen remained in the house with her parents' dead bodies for days. Yeah. And went about her business. See, that's not okay. Kathleen was arrested for murdering her parents in their sleep. One of them had a plastic bag over their head, and the other one was suffocated with a pillow. Oh. In court, Kathleen's lawyer stated that she barely even knew why she stood trial. They argued that Kathleen had chronic depression that worsened as she got older due to two failed marriages and the downfall of her medical career. She left her huh. job as the chief of urology to run an inn with her husband, like I said. Uh-huh. And, um... It didn't end well. They also argued for the insanity plea because Kathleen had told uh, the, like, the, the psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. Or, is that the right? Psychiatrist? Yeah. Psychologist? Yeah, they go to, no, they would go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. But they'd probably go to both, honestly. Yeah. There were, well, there was two, and they both said, they both basically, anyways. Uh, they said she told she them was... that she was receiving messages telling her to kill her parents from television ads, traffic lights, and playing cards. She also said that she would hear a male voice in her head that she believed to be her father's, commanding her to commit the killings. Huh. Kathleen was found not guilty by reason of insanity <gasps> Holy and was acquitted shit. of both charges. Yeah. Because women very often get the insanity plea where men don't. Because we're crazy. Oh, yeah, because we're hysterical. Yeah. So we need hysterectomies. Ugh. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Like, if she was a guy, she would have never gotten... No. Like, there's no fucking way. Right. But, I mean, obviously, there wasn't something okay there. Clearly something Clearly snapped. something, yes. Something went downhill um she was committed to the trenton psychiatric hospital uh she was ordered a specific or she was not ordered a specific term of a confinement but the judge said that she needed long-term treatment because her actions were unpredictable she was uh diagnosed with bipolar uh syndrome when she was in there Uh uh-huh and years later, was granted leave on certain occasions, such as her birthday, because she was responding so well to treatment, that she was then later released. Okay. Kathleen died at age 69 on April uh, 18th of 2015 in her home, and her body was cremated. Huh. Well. That is bonkers. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I started with the shorter, shorter story. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's mental illness is crazy well and there's a lot of that where like someone just kind of snaps and she doesn't she didn't even like really remember doing it yeah that's like and i guess when they were on trial because she had uh i think she had two lawyers okay and uh the head um the not the defense. The prosecutor. The prosecutor asked the lawyers if they think that it was a mercy killing or if they think that it was vindictive, and they both just answered no. <laughs> so so I'm they like, were asked, okay. like, a multiple choice question, and they just said no? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of my information from like New York Times articles. Oh, that um, is very that's li- that's reliable. Yeah. And so I thought they were pretty reliable, but there wasn't a ton of information about like why she did it because she never admitted to doing it because she didn't know. Because she didn't know. So we don't even really know what happened. Wow, that's the story of uh, Kathleen. It's a story of Kathleen. Her actual, her name was also Adela, like her mom's, but she went by oh, Kathleen because that Kathleen. was her middle name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Um, my yeah. next New Jersey killer, his name is John List. He was a mass murderer and a fugitive. On November 9th of 1971, he killed his entire family in Westfield, New wow. Jersey. While his kids were at school, he shot his wife, Helen, in the back of the head as well as his mother, Alma, but, like, he shot her right in the eye. When his 16-year-old daughter and 13-year-old son came home from school, Liz <coughs> shot both of them in the back of the head. Then he went to his bank and closed both his and his mother's bank accounts, and on the way home, he went to Westfield High School to watch his 15-year-old son play soccer. Ew, and then he killed they, him? They drove home together, and when they got home, List repeatedly shot his son in the face and chest because he had tried to fight back, which pissed him off, and so he just repeatedly shot him. He put his wife and his children's bodies in sleeping bags and left his mother's body up in the attic. He wrote a letter to his pastor that he left on his desk saying there there was too much evil in the world and that he had killed his family to save their souls. He cleaned up the crime scene and took every family photo in the house and cut himself out of the pictures. What? Then he turned on the radio to... I feel like I've heard this. Yeah. He turned on the radio to a religious station and just left the house. The murders weren't discovered until almost a month later, due in part to the family's reluctance to socialize. Mm. And List sent letters to the school um, explaining their absence because they were going to North Carolina for several weeks. Mm. The case became the most notorious crime in New Jersey history since the kidnapping and murder of the Lindbergh baby. Wow. Which I was like, oh, I didn't know that was New Jersey. And then I was like, I don't want to talk about a baby dying. Yeah. Because baby, dead babies are sad. Um, a nationwide manhunt was launched. Police investigated hundreds of leads without any success. All reliable photographs of List had been destroyed. Maybe that's why he took his face out of Whoa. all of the pictures. Um, what year was this? Uh, this was in the 70s. Okay, yeah. So it's not like there was anything online. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so the family car was found just parked at JFK Airport in New York. Um, but there was no evidence that he'd ever gotten on a flight. 18 years later, on May 21st, 1989, the murders were recounted on the TV show, which had just started America's Most Wanted, which Ooh. was started by Wait, John what year? I'm sorry. Walsh. Uh, n- good old 1989. Okay. Um, everyone knows America's Most Wanted. It's hosted by John Walsh, who was the father of Adam Walsh, who was killed by maybe Henry Lee Lucas. We don't know. Right. Um, uh, the broadcast featured an age-progressed clay bust sculpted by a forensic artist, which turned to bear, or turned out rather, bearing a very close resemblance to List's actual appearance. And List was located and arrested in Virginia less than two weeks after the episode wow. was broadcast. Um, That's how good this shit looked. I guess so, man. Wow. Uh, back in 1971, the FBI discovered later, or. Er, in 1991, 
comma, the FBI discovered later. Okay. List had traveled by train in, uh, to New Jersey, or from Jersey, rather, to Michigan, and then to Colorado, and then settled in Denver, adopting the name Robert Peter Clark. How so, do you just change your name? I honestly don't fucking know, because my next story, the guy did it a lot, and I'm like, how do you get away yeah, with that? How do you get ideas? I mean, I guess fake ones, but like... I guess, or like, I mean, it's like, do they not check to see, like, IDs, like, in the fucking 80s and 70s? Was that, so like, that's how many years did he get caught from when it actually happened? Um... His, he killed the family in the year of 1971, and he was not caught until 1989. Damn. Yeah. Um, Damn. So, what was I going to say? Um, and they knew it was him. Like, they knew it was him. They oh, just yeah. could never find him. They could, Damn. yeah, because he was just, he was on the That's the thing the about murdering in, like, the 60s and 70s. Because, like, like, sometimes they go away and then you're like, fuck, where'd they go? Right. So on June 1st of 1989, he was arrested at Richmond account, at a accounting firm after a Denver neighbor viewed the episode of America's Most Wanted oh broadcast and was like, wow, Robert looks a lot like, um, not Robert. Right. <laughs> um... And they alerted the authorities. He continued to stand by his alias for several months, even after he was extradited um, back, back to, to New, New Jersey. Jersey in late 1989. But he finally uh, faced, one faced with irrefutable evidence, he finally admitted, like, to, admitted it to it. Yeah, because they like literally had his... So he was super religious? Fingerprints, yeah. Um, they had his fingerprints because he'd been in the military. Um, oh. And so he finally confessed to his true identity... On February 16th of 1990, at his trial, List testified that he was faced with grave financial difficulties in the 70s. He'd lost his job at the Jersey City Bank, and to avoid sharing this humiliating development with his family, he spent each workday at the Westfield train station reading newspapers until it was time to come home. He skimmed money from his mother's bank accounts to avoid defaulting on his mortgage. Hmm. So he was stealing money from his mom. Um, Did you say he burned his house down? No, hmm. but why do you ask that? Because I feel like that's what would be the smart thing to do. Well, okay. Well, it's really weird that you say that. He lived in he lived in like a huge fucking mansion before or when they caught him. This uh, where the murders took place. Oh, okay. Um, I believe if I'm if this is the story I'm thinking of, I didn't talk anything about that, but it was. So I'll tell you in a second why that's really weird that you asked me that. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, So according to his trial testimony, Helen apparently had pressured uh, John List into marriage by falsely claiming that she was pregnant, then insisted that they get married in Maryland, which does not require blood testing to obtain a marriage license. So you do have to get a blood test to uh-huh. have a marriage license. Was uh, it you? You and I were talking about that the other day, right? Maybe. Because um, we were talking about like really quick just to interrupt you. I just got a text. State Senate just voted to approve recreational marijuana in Illinois. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. So wait, weed is recreational in Illinois now. I guess. Or like it's gonna be really soon. Huh. Huh. Right now when we record this podcast, that's so huh. cute. I don't know if it happened just this second, but Mike just texted me about it. <laughs> Blaze it, bitches. It's 747. <laughs> legally. We, legally. And to all of you who have been doing it for years, that must be nice. <laughs> I'm like, like... That must be fucking that nice. That must be like... Nice. 
Nice. Um, <laughs> um, so though her, uh, nice. so Helen Sorry. was apparently okay. <laughs> that is a really big deal, and I'm happy that you uh, I'm happy. Made that. Uh, I'm going to hit your pen. Maybe she, legally, I honestly don't know. No, it has to be enforced. Um, so. Um, Helen apparently was an alcoholic and had some issues of her own and her health was progressively worsening and she said Helen was the mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was was his mom. mom. Yeah. Um, she didn't even tell. she live with them? Yeah, the mom lived with them. He killed her first. Like, they were home together. He killed her. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. It's not like I wasn't listening, but. Yeah. I wasn't listening Um, well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'm just kidding, um man. so she uh she had like consumption or like just because so anyway he said that because the disease like had been so bad it transformed her from an attractive young woman to an unkept and paranoid recluse mm. who frequently and often publicly disparaged list comparing his sexual prowess unfavorably with that of her first husband aka being like my ex-husband dig better than yours bitch wait his mom no his wife oh jesus i'm sorry Stay That's present. fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, a court-appointed psychiatrist testified Liz suffered from obsessive-compulsive personality disorder and that he saw only two solutions to his situation, accept welfare or kill his family and send their souls to heaven. Uh, welfare was an unacceptable option, he reasoned, because it would expose him and his family to ridicule and violate his authoritarian father's teachings regarding the care and protection of family members. On April 12th of 1990, List was convicted of five counts of first-degree murder. At a sentencing hearing, he denied direct responsibilities for his actions. List later expressed a degree of remorse for his crime. He said, I wish I'd never done what I did. He said, I've regretted my action and prayed for forgiveness ever since. And he was on... um, uh, he was being interviewed by Connie Chung in 2002 oh. and she asked him why he hadn't taken his own life and he said he believed that suicide would have barred him from heaven. Ah, fuck him. Where he wanted... Oh, but murdering your whole family is fine. Ex- right. Yeah. Because, yeah, and he wanted to be able to be reunited with them so he didn't want to kill himself. So, List died... They don't want to see you. Yeah, he died of um, complications from pneumonia. What was his first name, John? Yeah. At the age of 82 on March 21st of 2008, while in prison custody in St. Francis Medical Center in Trenton, New Jersey. In reporting his death, the Newark Star-Ledger referred to him as the Boogeyman of Westfield. Holy fuck. That's him? Morgan keeps Googling him. They said he was a mass murderer. Did he kill anyone else? Or is mass murderer like killing your whole family? I mean, I would say five people is mass. That's really sad. Morgan keeps pulling up pictures. I'm sorry. I just wanted to see. His wife's eye was a little weird, but that's okay. Well, he shot her right in it. Whoa. Maybe that's why. Stop, Morgan. I think he shot his mom in the eye. Oh, you're right. Okay, so... Um, and that was the one that was playing soccer? I don't know, Morgan. This is making it sadder. I'm sorry. Uh, he aged not well. No. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, you said that about everybody. Stop it, Morgan. Sorry. Morgan just keeps up looking up pictures of people and then is like, is that him? So if you guys are... Sorry, I, I like to know who I'm freaking... Like, I know the people... I know what it looks... All my people look like, so I want to know what all your people look like. Well, maybe just, like, have it be a surprise. Maybe like eat it. So that's that's the story of List, John List and his family. Eat it, 
Yeah, I was going to say something else, and then I just stopped myself slightly. Oh, well, I thought you did. It was funny. Thank you. Cool. Me too. <laughs> of course you did. Okay, so go on with your next. Okay, cool. Okay. So my next story is, it's not a, it's like a, a cousin situation. So one of them is a girl, one of them not a girl. So I guess my whole list is ladies. But I went uh, embarking for just women. One of them is a girl and not a girl? Exactly. Were they a boy? Yes. Okay. So it was spring break 2010 in Jersey City, Jersey. Ooh, everyone's tans were orange and crispy. Hell yeah. Uh, Latanya Bellamy, who's, who we were speaking of. Is she related to Bill Bellamy? Maybe. She was an aspiring social work, or she was aspiring to be a social worker, and she was home from college. She, uh, like I said, went home and stayed with her cousin, Shaquan Bellamy, and decided to go to a party, the two of them. They were drinking and doing drugs, and all of a sudden, Shaquan pulls out a gun. And you know when you're at a party and someone just pulls a gun out, like, just to, like, your, show it off. You know off. when your cousin just pulls out a gun at a party? Right. And Latanya or Latanya said that she had never seen a gun and that she wanted to know what it felt like. Okay. So, um, another party that was also happening that same night was that of Mia Hack and her fiancé, Michael uh, Muchikoki. They were returning home from their engagement party. Okay. Unfortunately, at this time, Shaquan and Latoya and another one of their friends kind of were just out running around with this gun and they like their plan was to like rob someone to get money. Huh. So they come up to Mia and Michael who were literally just like probably getting the gifts from their engagement party out of their car and they uh. came up and uh, uh Shaquan pulled a gun on them. He said, give me your car keys, give me all of your money. So they did with absolutely no struggle at all. They just gave him everything. Shaquan then tells them to get on the ground and he's yelling at them. He's yelling to Latanya that like, you should be doing this. You should do this. You want, you said you wanted to do something you've never done before. You said you wanted to have fun. You're home from school. Oh my God. And then he shoots Michael in the head. Imagine being that poor Fucking couple, like you just had probably one outside of, the, of your own house. Yeah, outside where your own you house, feel safe. Where, yeah, like imagine all of the times you've come home from like hanging out with like family or like at a gathering, and like you're just like unloading the car, and, and you're, you're so never, excited just to go home and go to bed, and like, oh my god, just to think, and then also to like be told to get on the ground, and then hear the person waving a gun at you, like. Yelling yeah. at someone else there that be like that they just want to kill them for fun. Oh, and Naya was fully alive when Michael got shot in the head. Oh, and he died instantly. Uh, then he uh, Shaquan God. gave Latanya the gun and she shot Naya, killing Naya. Oh my God! So they robbed the victims, including Naya's engagement ring. But when they tried to take off with the car, an anti theft device on the steering wheel could like they could not get it off, so they ended up just fleeing on foot. A few days later, Shaquan was arrested for an unrelated crime. Surprise, fucking surprise. He clearly is a piece of shit. Um, But when the gun were apparently like searching his home, they found his shotgun and they found Michael's blood on the barrel of the gun because when he he shot him like point blank in the head. Oh yeah, there had to be splatter with a shotgun. That was fucking stupid of him. Yeah. 
So Latanya's fingerprints and DNA was later recovered at the scene. So that's how they knew that it was the two of them. So they must have had their fingerprints prior. Yeah. Maybe for some they, reason. Maybe they like went there on like a school field trip or something. Maybe. Oh. I mean, I got my fingerprints taken when I was 14. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they are pieces of shit, but I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Uh, Shaquan was sentenced to life in prison, and Latanya is sentenced to life plus 30 years with a non-parole period of 93 years. Fuck, so they got it more... So he technically didn't shoot any of... He didn't technically kill anybody. No, he did. He got... He just... But he only got a life sentence. Okay. Or if he got more, I didn't go as depth into his information. Okay. As I did into hers. Okay. Because I cared not a lot about him. I cared not a lot. Also, uh, the information, a lot of the information that I got from this and my next were from a documentary show that... Oh, I got one of mine from a doc show. Yeah, that used to come on and it was about like women who kill. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and um, I uh, I just like also an wanted a show or something. <sighs> it was I something. Literally, think I saw might have that. been we. Is it on? Was it on uh, Amazon Prime? No, I watched it on YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, Michael's friends, Michael and Naya's friends, started a charity for oh. like people. Uh, I think like for like students, like in their behalf, because I think they were young, like yeah. they were pretty young, and mm. they just to like help give like people a future. I like when they. I, that's really that's a very good way I think to honor someone's memory yeah. is to give to someone else like all of like multiple yeah. times. Um, okay, so, so that was that. So like I said, my next killer I also got from an Amazon documentary. Okay, and the story. Is fucking ridiculous, and I don't want to laugh because there is a death in it. But okay, so last okay. night I was pro- planning on just rewatching all of Mr. Robot again. For but sure. I was. Wait, pro- are you done? Done? Yeah, I'm done. 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 Oh, done. <laughs> I was done. Done. Is there only two seasons? I was right? Law and Order. Done. Done. No, there's four, and there's four seasons already out. No, there's three seasons already out, but the fourth season is actually going to come out this December Ooh. and they're doing it British style so it's going to be a big holiday <gasps> special. That's all they're doing? Yeah, so it's just going to be like be one part super long episode, but I feel like that at first I was kind of bummed because I was like, yeah, would I love 10 more episodes of Rami? Right. But you think if you think about it like he's busy. in the lap <laughs> Yeah, no, he's busy. No, well yeah, he got he's going to be the new villain He's going to be the villain in the new fucking James Bond movie. Well, he's going to be doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, That's but, just what's next for him. Well, yeah. He's and, so talented. And I guess they always had kind of, like, the creator had always thought of it, like, being like this. And, like, if you just hmm. think about, like, the last seasons of TV shows, they have, like, so many episodes that are, like, kind of fillers and, like, that are that Game good. Of fucking so to, Exactly. So to have one giant, I mean, it'll probably be, like, two hours or something long. Like, Chris, like Doctor Who does it. Uh, that's how the British version of The Office ended. Mm-hmm. They ended with, like, a big Christmas special. Like, it's very, very popular. Yeah. So I think it's fucking dope. But anyway, no, that is cool. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> Another fucking Mr. Robot tangent from Holly. Mm, that happens, like, every day for me. So um, I found the show called Who the Fuck? Really? <laughs> and, well, it's called Who the Bleep? Remember those shows that were like, Who the Bleep did I marry? Yes. They made one that's just like, 
who the bleep? Because <laughs> okay. it wasn't like people that married people. It's right. like people who had like experiences with like a friend or some like a I don't know someone in their life that ended up being that they were like kind of like a just like a what the fuck happened to my life yeah that's like, cool I actually kind of want to watch that yeah no I mean it's like whatever so <coughs> it's whatever it's whatever so <coughs> sorry no it's okay um I, like I said I was like looking through and I, I was just randomly looking through at the titles and they were all kind of puns mm-hmm. and one of them was called Shana Not and I was like I have to watch what? this right now because it's a play off of Shana Na for those of you for those of you unfamiliar Shana Na was a rock and roll doo-wop band in yeah, the know 70s that. they had their own show where they sang popular doo-wop songs, and they also opened at Woodstock. So just think of the world's most hippiest music festival to ever occur, and it started with someone being like, Oh, I wonder, wonder, who wrote the book of love? <laughs> Chapter one, they tell you. I don't know. No, I felt uh, it. They thank you for doing the Yeah, I, you're way better at it than me. I'm not. I, oh, that was okay. That was good. I majored in Yeah, you're in so school, good at it. And I minored in Oh, I can't do that one. <laughs> I tried doing that one where you like flick your cheek. <laughs> no, I've, you are good at that one though. I've heard you. I measured in like making your hands fart. No, I didn't. That wasn't good. You you lost your touch. Oh, I can also wait. do the um the wait. Was, well, hold on, hold on. What is that? Just a weird version no, of a whistle. It's whistling and humming at the same time. <laughs> I'm a really talented whistler. I'm not. I'm mostly just going, and I'm really good at snapping. Cool, Morgan. Weird brag. So, anyways, weird flex. Everyone. So, I mean, like, I know who Shanana is, but you clearly did not. Nope. So, um, so the show itself, I didn't think was very good. Um, Okay. I'm not a big fan of reenactments. And these reenactments oh, were Oh, see, the reenactments in oh. mine were honestly iconic. Okay, see, the ones in mine were like, they found these people off the street. See, the ones in mine were like, they were so good that I was like, wait, is that her? And then I looked yeah. at the actual picture and I was like, oh God. Yeah, mine weren't cast very well. <laughs> um, so this is the story of Tommy Mara, who we love. Um, okay. He loves... Is he the one who killed someone? No. Oh. So this is the, this is the story who was like... Who the fuck? So it's about Tommy Mara. He loves duet music and he is in his own five part harmony group. And they're like pretty well known and pretty like popular and famous amongst the duet music community. And what time period was this? This is like now ish. There's a duop community. Why am I not joining it? I don't know, but we are going to see Tommy Mara perform sometime. Down. I love duop. Do we have to go to New Jersey? No, maybe. <laughs> no, no. I think he said that he uh, tours. So I mean, I don't know what he tours. So, like, uh, he was obviously a really, really big Shanana fan because they were like rock and roll and duop. Like he knew so much about Shanana. I didn't know that Shanana <laughs> started out as a TV show, and it was hmm. like they would do little sketches, and then in between. They did like covers of like really popular doo-wop songs. So like 
they'd be like dip, 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 dip. wow love that <laughs> yeah yeah they just like yeah scattered <laughs> so tommy was in florida oh, performing fuck. so maybe we go down and catch him in florida um, so he I was guess. down in Florida performing a show, and afterwards a guy came up to him and introduced himself as Danny C, and that he was a former member of Shanana. He even had a huge gold necklace that said Shanana, and he was wearing a hot pink jacket that said Danny C on the front and Shanana on the back. I live for that. Um, so, but when Tommy heard Danny C perform for the first time, he was like, well, "What the fuck?" Like he assumed because Shanana was a well. Relatively, relatively well-known group. Danny C would be like, you know, good at singing, mm-hmm. uh, and also that he would be in a group because he was doing doo-wop, and um, like that needs like far, far, far point harmony. Yeah, and he would just sing by himself <laughs> with a backing track. Also, wow. I would like to point out that there have been like fifty members of the group Shanana. Like, the list of former members of Shanana is, like, the fucking phone book. So I can maybe... Wait, under- is Shanana kind of like Jersey Boys? Shanana? No, Jer- could be... They, they sang Jersey... They sang... Well, Jersey Boys... Jersey Boys is the uh, f- uh, the Four Seasons. And they right. started out in Jersey. But they probably... Were they do whoppy? Yeah, right? They were do- yeah. Yeah, super doobie wop. Do- super doobie wappy. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, no, yeah. So, I mean, they obviously covered uh, this thing. Or they covered this thing. So, Shannon, I probably covered the four seats. Totally. The whatevers. Um, so, let me see. Um, so, it's under- It's like completely understandable not to maybe remember if Danny C had been in the band or right. not. Um, but even though, like I said, Danny was only singing by himself to a backing track. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> um, so Tommy looked Danny C up on the internet and found his personal website. And this was like the late 90s, so I'm guessing it was made with Angel Fire. Um, totally. But at the top of the homepage, it said, The Bad Boy is Back. And at the bottom, it said, Former Member of Shanana. Uh, Why do I feel like this just became an episode dedicated to Shanana? I don't know, but I have never said or written the word Shanana so many fucking times in my life yeah um i never if you would ask me <laughs> if you would ask me a while ago if i would ever say shanana so fucking much i would have been like cool nah. uh no so even though danny c was somewhat popular in the doo-wop scene he only performed at like little dive bars and small car shows okay danny c told tommy that they should do a show together and tommy was like hi yeah because he was expecting danny to have like awesome sound equipment because he had all this money like on his website he had you know pictures of him in front of his like mansion Pictures of him by his, like, super nice pool, all of the really nice cars he had. So Tommy had no reason not to believe that this guy was, like, rolling in that Shanana dome. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But, um, also, uh, so Tommy and his, like, little band opened the show. Crushed, probably, obviously. But Danny showed up late with a shitty microphone, a boombox, and a broken cassette tape. (laughs) Me. As... He also performed horribly, and after every single song he sang, he would just tell the audience that he was a former member of Shanana. (laughs) So Danny C. bombed, and people who had paid money 
to see a former member because this was like a, it was a pretty decent venue yeah and like it was sold out so people bought tickets wow. and like like huge like shanana heads like came out expecting to see a former member of Shanana and instead saw this piece of shit who was not who was not part of Shanana wow. and like so the like hardcore Shanana heads were like no Liar! they're like this is phony yeah they're like no this guy was not fake yeah they're like he was not in Shanana uh and they demanded a refund and Tommy like felt really really bad about um uh, like, he didn't want to, like, his name be smart. Like, not, I don't think besmirch is the right name. But, like, he didn't want, like, like, he was he was just a very, very sweet guy. Like, yeah. even though this dude was clearly lying to him, he still, like, tried giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's nice. And, like, he felt really bad for the, um, like, venue club owner because all these people were asking for their money back. Mm-hmm. Because, like, after the show, uh, Damn. Danny just, like, took off. Wow. And just left Tommy to, like, deal with it. And so... The day after the show, Tommy called actual former member of Shanana named Because he had all their phone numbers in his phone. <laughs> all, yeah, all 1,000 of them. His name is Bowser. <laughs> I only know that he is in the member, uh, member of Shanana because of Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Uh, because he talks about Bowser. Cool. Um, and so Tommy asked Bowser if he'd ever heard of Danny C. And Bowser was like, oh God, he's back. Because apparently Danny C had been pretending to be a former member of Shanana for a long time, but the band never took any sort of action because Danny C only performed at, like I said, little bars and little car shows. Right, and they didn't really matter. They didn't want to give him any sort of publicity, and honestly, they really didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Um, so That'd be like me saying I was in Destiny's Child. I know. That'd be like me saying I was an Olsen twin. Which when I, I sing used like to karaoke at some random ass place. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, I was in Destiny's Child. I'm Michelle. You're Michelle they're like yeah. They're like in, in Or this- I'm that other girl who was in the band before Michelle. Yeah. They're like in this economy, you might as well be. Right. Um so at this point Tommy cut all ties with Danny C, but one day Tommy decided to meet up with Danny after Danny had called him and, like, begged and begged and begged, like, to see Tommy. And Tommy was like, okay, whatever. I'll just, like, give... I'll see this guy fucking out. So Danny got into Tommy's car and he just, like, handed him all his paperwork. Like, he had a social security card and, like, a birth certificate and, like, a baptism certificate. Mm -hmm. All that said the name uh, Vinnie Taylor, who was an actual um, former Shanana member but he died of a heroin overdose in 1974. Whoa. Yeah, so, like, Tommy, or Danny, rather, had, le- like, legitimately, like, copied and had been getting away with being this person who had died. Um, so Danny Vinny told Tommy that Shanana had gotten in trouble with some, like, with some drugs and because of their clean cut image they blamed it all on Vinny and then told him that he had to disappear and like fake his death um Tommy did not believe him and they never saw each other again but Tommy never knew what he would eventually find out about Danny C because Danny C's real name was actually Elmer Edward Solly and on the night of July 25th 1969 Sally was shit-faced, and he beat his girlfriend's two-year-old son to death. Oh, my God. He turned... He was only, like, 24 years old. 
which is crazy. No, no, no. I'm not like, I'm just saying like, that's so fucking crazy. Like he was young. Um, he turned himself in and was sent to Stenton, Trenton State (gasps) Prison. That's where your next person is? No, that's where, what's your, that's, what's your face? That's where, um, the first lady went. Yeah. She went to Trenton. Well, yeah. I mean like Trenton's like a big, like probably the biggest city in New Jersey if, no, well, there's also Jersey City. IDK, y'all. But yeah, no, it seemed like a lot of our people like have Trenton ties. Um, Two for sure. Yeah, so he was sentenced to, or was convicted, rather, of manslaughter. Um, so he uh, mailed his mother a bunch of letters and was complaining about how he was being treated in prison. And he was somehow transferred to a medium-level security prison in Leesburg, New Jersey. And during a visit with his girlfriend, Sally was able to escape. And with six hours before it was reported, Sally had plenty of time to flee. As soon as he escaped, he began using fake identities to evade capture. He was arrested in Philadelphia for stealing, but because he used a fake name, police didn't know who he was. He was also pulled over for a traffic violation, and because he used a fake name, the cops, again, didn't know who he really was. Plus, he had all of this Vinnie Taylor's, like, uh, stuff, so... Because he wouldn't have... But, like, you were saying, like, I don't know how he would have gotten away with that. So he must have made himself a fake driver's license, because his driver's license would still be in custody, because they take all that shit away from you. But, anywho, uh, Sally eventually made his way down to Florida. Detectives tried questioning his family, but his mother was adamant about not saying anything to the police about Sully's whereabouts, and his escape turned into a cold case. Hmm. Sully eventually settled on the name of Vinnie Taylor, the deceased Shannon member, and began performing under the stage name of Danny C. Whoa. In 1999, New Jersey State Police reopened the cold case. They used a forensic artist who used old pictures of Sally to create an image of what he would currently look like. And another break in the case was when Sally's mother passed away in 2000. And when she was gone, other family members started cooperating with the police. And they told them that Sully was living in Florida under the pseudonym Danny C. And pretending to be a former member of Shanana. Based on the age... Was the only murder the kid? It was just the kid. It's mostly the Shanana. This is a great story. Okay. No, it's not, because that kid died. Um, So, anyways, based on the aged image of Sally and the family's information, authorities went to Florida to find Sally, and they found him sitting on a pier fishing. A U.S. Marshal went up to him and asked him if he liked the fishing in Florida, and Sally was like, yeah. And the Marshal was like, how about fishing up in New Jersey? And Sally was like... Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. So, in 2001, he was sent back to New Jersey and was convicted of escaping prison and for his manslaughter sentence. He was paroled only two years later mm-hmm. for good behavior and time served. Um, and he lived in a welfare motel in New Jersey until he died of cancer in Gloucester City, New Jersey. Damn. Yeah. That's a crazy one. I thought that was... Mostly just, just very Shanana, but uh, I guess there was a little murder sprinkled in there. Well, yeah. He fucking killed a kid. Well, yeah. Well, I crazy. Think it, I just think it's... I just thought it was more of a crazy fucking story because, like, just imagine... It is a crazy story. You, like, meet this How did you stumble guy. upon this story? I fucking... Have you been... Just by watching that documentary? Yeah. 
Were you so you watched other episodes too? Oh no! So I was just watching it because I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Shauna, not." And then I found out that it was like from New Jersey. That's oh, why I cool. texted you, and I was like, "Um, I'm changing." Oh, cool! I like that. The one afterwards, though, because they were like, "Cause I, it, Amazon doesn't give you the chance." They're like, "Oh, you're done with this episode. We're gonna turn the next one on in two seconds." Literally. And um, they uh had one and I'm like this sounds super familiar and it was about the Craigslist killer so we should do an episode about like I don't know like tacky like the digital age serial (laughs) killer or like I mean we've talked about a couple already mail order serial killers like the Dexter guy Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So all right, so yeah. I'll get to my. That, last I just thought it was kill. So yeah, mine wasn't about or, like a mass killer or anything. He was just a piece of shit. He was just a crazy ass but, fucking. But con like artist. the fact that he f- just all of that, and then I also just the fact that I like randomly chose to watch it, and yeah. it ended up being like a New Jersey thing. Right. So that was the wow. story of Danny C, aka not Vinny Taylor, actually. No. Sully. So wait, did Vinny Taylor die? Vinny Taylor did actually die How of a heroin overdose in 1974. Okay. All right. So, so R.A.P. For sure. So last <clears throat> one. Last but not least. Kenny Jones was a father of three and recently had just separated from his wife, Sharon Moens. At the time when he was separated, he started working at a fast food chain. I don't know which one. Oh. And he met 18-year-old Nadia Venable. 10? 18. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Wait, Venable? It looks like, I'm sorry, it looks like the last name of Sarah Paulson's character in um, American Horror Story Apocalypse. I'm very Mm. sorry. Uh, Anyways, also this took place in Newark, New Jersey. That's another like really, a really big city. Big city. Well, yeah, Newark. Newark. Where, like, the airport is and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Trenton, Jersey City. Um, okay, so sure. they were dating, and it was kind of a war, uh, like a whirlwind romance. They moved in together very quickly, but Kenny did let Nadia know that, like very early on, that Sharon would always be a huge part of his life because she was the mother of his two sons, mm-hmm. and even told her that they were mostly just on a break and that he had every intention of being with her again. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's always awkward when you're in a relationship with someone and they're like, yeah, I'm probably going to get back. Can't relate. That's never happened to me. (laughs) Maybe it just happens in, like, uh, friends with benefits situations. Oh, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, because obviously it's not a real relationship for that person if totally. they're already foreseeing themselves totally. like leaving you for the other one. But like living with someone else. Yeah, that is kind of cuckoo bananas. Right. So Nadia became pregnant with Kenny's baby and everyone kind of thought that she did this on purpose because then she knew that he would never leave her if she had his baby. Yeah. Uh, which but this, women do. Which the Yeah, it's really fucked up. But this actually did the opposite, and the pregnancy kind of ended up tearing them apart. So, which also happens. Kenny moved out in April of 2010. Nadia was six months pregnant at the time, and he left her basically high and dry with no money. She didn't. She couldn't have a job. No. When you're, I mean, you could, but well, because she was only eighteen. Not like that kind of a job. You couldn't. Yeah, she was maybe nineteen at this point, but yeah, probably eighteen still. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a shitty thing for him to do. She had a lot of bills, and she she tried to and get him to pay them, but he would 
wasn't. He was kind of a piece of shit and kind of a fuckboy, TBH. And he did he, like, pay child support or anything? Well, she was still pregnant. Oh, right. Sorry. Child hasn't been. Right. Child did, yeah. So Nadia hated Sharon, and they had had a few run-ins. And basically, she was obviously super jealous of her because she wanted to be with Kenny, but he so wanted Kenny, to be with his wife. Did Kenny go back to... Yeah, so he left her and, and, went, and back. went back with her. Oh, And they were back fuck. together and, like, living together in While a new she apartment was together. Six months pregnant. Ooh, that would make me mad. And so On Nadia, all sides of the board. Yeah. So Nadia decided to... She wanted to scare Sharon. Oh, she boy. asked her 15-year-old cousin to help her. They emptied out two spice containers and filled them with bleach. Then they went over to Sharon's house with the intention of just beating her up. This was May 15th, 2010, the day before Mother's Day. She was home kind of like cleaning up the house, getting ready. So she had a daughter who was 10, but that was Kenny's stepdaughter. So he wasn't the actual dad, but he was the dad of both the little boys. One was three, one was six. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> um, sorry, I can't stop saying And um. she was six months pregnant when she was doing this. Nadia, yeah. Wow. So Nadia and her cousin, whose name we don't know because she was underage, uh, went, she had her cousin go to the door because they wouldn't know who she was. Uh-huh. So she knocked on the door and was like, hey, is your mom home? And the little girl was like, uh, yeah. But then at that same time, the mom came up to answer the door. At this time, Nadia and the cousin broke into the house. They threw bleach into <gasps> Shadon's eyes, oh. rendering her basically helpless. Yeah. They started beating her, punching her. They, like, had her on the ground. I'm sure they were, like, pulling her hair. Uh, there was a struggle that ended up in the kitchen. Shadon reached for a knife to defend herself, but Nadia took the knife from her and stabbed her <gasps> 27 times in oh, front of her children. My fucking God. Yeah. 27. 27 times. Okay, I can, that's, see that, uh, see what's fucked up about that to me is that she was like trying to, like the, the, um, one woman, Shadon, was like trying to protect herself, and then the other yeah. girl was like, "Here, I'm gonna take that knife, but I'm actually gonna fucking." So she probably did it out of like anger that yeah. she was fighting back. Like, and the bleach think- thing—that's what made me like. That's what made me be like, I think I've heard this story before. Yeah. Also, this happened around the exact same time as my last murder. They both happened in like spring break Wait, of 2010. You, oh my god, you made that sound like the last time you murdered last time someone. I killed somebody. This is I... around the same time. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I think there's probably death. There's got to be some overlap yeah. with ours. Jersey ain't big. So they fled the scene. Oh my god, this story's fucked up. Shadon's daughter ran to. I think, like, a real estate agent that was, like, close to their house to call 911. Shadon had crawled, like, out of the house to, like, her front yard, and her neighbors had obviously heard everything, so her neighbor tried coming over, and he tried to, like, you know, like, put pressure on her wounds. Mm -hmm. And he said that the three-year-old kept crying out, I have to clean up mommy. Yeah, so the so, uh, no, Shadon's that's... 10-year-old daughter knew who Nadia was, so she told the police, I know who did this. I'm sorry, that really fucking made Yeah, no, sad. it's really fucked up. And the day before Mother's Day. And, like, just, because a little kid doesn't understand. A three-year-old. They just see, like, a three-year-old. I need to clean up mommy. Oh, that fucking breaks yeah. my heart. 
So oh. Nadia actually ended up giving herself up to the police. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Go. Um, what happened? After... They took off and oh, she died before like the ambulance they even get got there. there. Okay. Yeah. So they just fled. Yeah. They okay. they just fled. And so I guess like a couple days later, I don't know exactly, I think like three or four days later, maybe she went into uh, the police station because she said her car was stolen. Really, her car was like towed. Okay. But when they like saw who she was, they were like, no, you're not getting your car back. You're arrested for the murder of Shadon. Because they knew who to look for. They knew exactly who to look for. Um, so during trial, she and her defensive team tried to blame the entire murder on her 15-year-old cousin, saying wow. that she just wanted to go there to beat her up, but that it was her cousin's idea to kill her. Fuck that. Yeah. It's like, okay, what would your 15-year-old niece or cousin or whoever have like motive? against her? What would, yeah, what would her motive right. be, other than the fact that she's young and impressionable and probably thought, like, you're her cool big cousin... Not so cool. Yeah, well, not cool, but I mean... Not cool. Well, not cool, but Not I mean, cool. Not, you know what I mean. Like, she probably, like, looked up to her. Maybe, so, yeah. I don't know. But, like, fucking... Fuck her for, like, yeah. throwing her under the bus. I mean, she's a fucking kid, too. God. The cousin pled guilty to conspire... Uh, conspire... Conspiring. conspiring to murder, but her sentence was sealed because she's a minor. Mm-hmm. Ten months... Uh, oh, That's what so... Charles Manson was... Yeah. With. And um, Nadia was sentenced to 55 years in prison with the possibility of parole. Fucking but women never get life sentences, only I swear to God. 10 months after her conviction, Nadia died in prison from a seizure. Oh. So there's like four children who don't have moms because of all of this. Yeah. So she fucking got arrested while she was still pregnant, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. And so that baby... Oh, that's so fucking sad. Yeah. I wonder... That uh, happens all the time. I wonder if, like, the dad... Or I wonder if, like, Kenny was, like... Like, right. took parental Well, I'm sure he, like, has his kids. Well, and yeah. oh, my maybe God, the daughter, yeah. too. But oh, honestly, I don't... I don't know. That's I didn't look so into that hard. so much. No, but, yeah. yeah. No, I, was, I, I wanted to end it grim. No. Yeah. This isn't the sisters happy. Um, this isn't the sisters... Whatever you, that band was called. The Sister Shanana. Yeah, this is not the Sister Shanana podcast. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I just like going. Whoa. I think we could start a doo-wop band. Yeah, just the two of us. You're, that went into a little bit of an air guitar there, my Yeah, sister. a little bit. So, New Jersey's fucked up. Yeah, every... the Garden State is I, a bad a lot. Movie. I, oh, I, I, I went through so movie. many of just dudes, and they were all like just like rape and like throwing girls in fucking woods. And I was like, I'm not doing this. So that's why I chose women. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm. I was. Those were interesting stories. <sighs> that's why I wanted to do one that was a little more not. Well, I mean, lighthearted. I know it was. It was lighthearted. I mean, yeah, compared kid to dies. Yeah, that's. But I mean, yeah, it, and that. It just shows how, like, crazy. Yeah. And, like, both of my, like, being, like, being able to evade the cops for that long. It's so easy for a guy. Yeah. Well, and maybe, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, like, think about that one couple um, that, like, changed their shirts 
in like pants like every block when they were like oh yeah that's insane so that they could like well and like uh andrew cunana and how he like changed his or did he change his outfit when he i don't know ted bundy like parted his hair the other way and put an ugly mole on his face (laughs) it's like yeah we still know it's you ted you only have like this most terrifying eyeballs in the entire world seriously (laughs) seriously and a very fucked up mouth and like your bottom teeth are british (laughs) Like, you may be American, but your teeth come from England. But your teeth ain't. Alright, well, but that was the Sisters Game podcast, y'all. Yeah, like, everyone... Hit us like... up on, like, Facebook, because that's literally the only place that we post. And, I um, think, uh, our own personal pages. Holly is Holly Cheeseburger on Instagram, and I am Morgan D. Freeberg, and I accidentally just and... put my hand on yours, and now we're holding hands. <laughs> I was just gonna say, and, and now... Awkward. And now Morgan and I are holding hands. <laughs> accidentally. Liar. Okay. You're a liar. Alright, thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, Also, if you're not from Jersey, you can get the fuck out of my face.